Hello and welcome again to our Revenue Radio podcast, powered by Kasuf and Company, Kasuf Healthcare Solutions, where we enhance the business of medicine. Uh, today, uh, you're just going to be listening to, ne- to me. My name's Jeff Dance. I'm the executive director of Kasuf Healthcare Solutions. We are, as you know, a managed services organization. We'll talk a little bit today about some thoughts on managing your practice. Uh, appreciate Russ Dorsey, our producer, being here uh, with me. But uh, don't have a guest uh, today because I want to speak to you on, on an issue that we're seeing a lot in our clients and uh, how we're managing it and how we want to uh, be a part of the success, obviously, of the practice and the client and the business owners, uh, pro- provide you some good practical guidance uh, as you deal with Uh, a modality in your clinics and it may not apply to all of you but uh, there's a a new um, modality out there called biologics a lot of you are still looking into it you're still investigating it in your practices and um, you know Russ we're we're, everything we try to do is uh, stay on the basics as well as uh, move move our our clients forward on uh, new new technologies, new new treatment modalities, and of course, uh, at the end of the day, we have to keep the lights on, don't we? And uh, we've got to got to make sure that uh, that we're producing uh, good quality revenue as we manage our practices. But um, as we as we mentioned, biologics are a new. I say new. It's it's they've been out for uh, a few years, but uh, as as the as the sector develops, uh, we're seeing more and more interest by uh, physicians and, and clinics in how do I how do I start this, how to bring it on, and that's what we want to kind of talk about today. And some of the pitfalls that you may not uh, understand, you may not have thought about. Uh, it's easy for our sales folks to come in and talk uh, about it and the, the, the representatives from the various drug companies and we need to th- kind of think through the practical side of how to deal with uh, uh, biologic therapies. Uh, I've got 30 plus years in practice management in healthcare. Um, we've seen a lot of things come and go this is certainly a, a valid therapy for many different diagnoses from cancer all the way up to retina uh, disease. You've got pulmonary and asthma and um, orthopedics and such. So you want to think about your specific discipline and those biologics that will come your way. And I'm not going to get into uh, specific brand names today. But I did want to let you know that there was a recent Mordor uh, intelligence report that predicts that uh, by in the next five years, the biologic sector is going to grow uh, nine and a quarter percent. Now, what does that mean in dollars? Well, by the time we, you know, this is 2022, so we'll, Russ, we're dating our podcast, and we hope folks go back and listen to it and, uh, and pay attention to what we say and such. But uh, in the next eight years, we're looking at a $720 billion industry from what uh, most of the reports are saying. So that's a, that's a big piece of the healthcare industry that is contained 
pretty much in physician offices where a physician can uh, administer these drugs. Uh, a lot of it, uh, obviously, is going to be in cancer centers and, and infusion centers and things of that nature. But in the offices, uh, it's, it's still allowed and still part of the, um, of the treatment regime and, and, and such with, with the various physicians. So you need to think about, as we deal with this, <clears throat> think about how your uh, practice may or may not uh, have the patient volume to bring on. Uh, you may have just a few patients that need, and again, I said I wouldn't uh, uh, mention too much about the uh, brand names, but uh, I'll mention one, Prolia, for instance, that's a osteoporosis uh, therapy. You may not have um, one, but one or two patients. Can you can you uh, provide for the several thousand dollars that this drug is going to cost you uh, and your various administration uh, schedules and such with those patients? Maybe you can, but what happens if that patient and, uh, you know, again, word of mouth, things that you do um, in, your, in your marketing, now that, that turns into 10 patients. And you're, 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 you as the physician, you as the practice, are putting out a, a significant initial cash outlay on a buy and bill program because you've got to buy the drug, you've got to store it, and yeah, there are some just-in-time procedures that, that can uh, affect you, but you want to make sure that um, you are committed from a cash outlay perspective uh, on the front end to, uh, to, to handle this, this type of investment in your practice. So, <clears throat> again, think about as, you, uh, as you're setting up your accounts with your distributors, you'll, you'll have a uh, manufacturer, and those are the, the, the companies that we've all heard about. You'll have the manufacturer that uh, will be representing this to you, but you will then actually purchase these drugs many times through a distributor uh, that is a large, and you want to s stick with a large nationally known uh, entity. They'll set you up with an account, uh, check your credit history, uh, the reason for that is you'll have a purchasing ceiling for a while, so it's a it's essentially a credit limit. It may be a purchasing uh, uh, limit, is what some of them will call it, and a lot of that is because you have 90 to 120 day terms uh, to pay the bill in full or pay that invoice in full. And then what will happen from there is if you pay early, then you get a percent or so discount, and they're all different uh, as, as it relates to the various uh, distributors and the actual drugs themselves. And so you, what you're trying to uh, manage is your cash flow as you're waiting for the insurance reimbursement to, uh, to pick up and come in. And uh, we'll talk some more a little bit about discounts and rebates in, in a moment. But uh, as you think about this and you are going to get into this sector and get into this space, it's real important to understand the cash requirements that are, are going to affect your business because you are going to order it, buy it. Uh, you don't have to wait 
to file the claims and reimbursement and such uh, to actually pay the pay the bill but a lot of uh, practices will begin to wait for that reimbursement to come in to use that reimbursement to pay the invoices and then uh, if there's uh, some of the profit that's left over then that certainly uh, is part of your overall investment gain uh, in the program so think about that uh, as you as you start into it but then what what else comes from there well from the revenue cycle standpoint the front desk standpoint you've got to start to now look at um, diagnosing the patient you understand what therapy you want to provide and you place the order you get the drug in in the meantime you are looking at the various uh, prior authorizations all of the different controls that the re that the uh, payers have placed on you you've got to make sure all of that is is in line before you administer the injection when that happens and that that seal is broken uh, that that's yours it's it it's yours you're you're on the hook for it and um, you want to make sure that you've done all your homework ahead of time with all of your uh, payers and getting your your uh, approvals and authorizations in place uh, before you move forward then you you know again all of if you think about it man just all of the little different pieces to get that patient back in the door uh, you're typically not going to do that injection uh, maybe on, the, on that initial evaluation because there's some thought and process to it all. Uh, but it's, it's a process to schedule the patient, get, get the invoice placed or the order placed, the invoicing and the, the uh, drugs in. Um, if you've got an accounts payable uh, department or an accounts payable function that's outside of your control, you'll want to make sure that you time that paying of that that invoice uh, appropriately so that you do take advantage of an early pay discount if that's offered to you and then you also want to make sure that you are paying uh, and writing those checks uh, appropriately as it relates to again just making sure that the drug uh, was received and that uh, you've, you're paying off of uh, and one of the things that we we do is we never pay off of a statement we pay straight off of an invoice and that is the best uh, control for you in uh, in one uh, compliance transparency making sure that your your cash is managed uh, like it should be so uh, we're we're looking at the the decision to get into the program now you're in it uh, you've 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 taken the the step forward we're starting to process patients through again very intricate and I will use the word dance between your front and your back offices yourself you want to make sure that you have all the controls in place before you break the seal on that injection uh, to to uh, ensure that you've got uh, the approval to do that and it's uh, not necessarily a clinical approval it is purely a, a payer approval and what you know we if you're familiar with the timeout 
process in, in an OR. Uh, you may want to include something like that in your patients that are scheduled for these, um, these injections. You're busy, you're back there, the patient shows up, you're making the assumption that everything's being done. You may want to stop before you do break that seal. Maybe it's you that, that's the one that's, that's doing that and not a, uh, a nurse or an MA or, or an assistant. But you want to take the step, the time to ensure that do I have all the prior authorizations? Is this ready to go? And almost show me the paper, show me the checkoff list. Uh, and we have those available. Uh, if um, and we'll put my uh, email address up maybe at the end. It's jdance at kasoofhealthcare.com. We've got some of those resources available to our listeners. If you want to email us, and uh, we can we can send those over to you for your for your your help and your use. Um, injections provided. Now we've got to bill it properly. You want to make sure. Again, to the sort of almost goes back to the discussion you have with your with your sales representatives. Uh, is this thing got a J code yet? Is it still in the experimental side of things? Uh, do I have the right code to um, build this? And you'll hear, uh, uh, yes, yes, it's it's got it or it's on its way. It's in the process. Be careful with that because you're going to be billing that experimental code and that's going to slow down even if it does pay it's going to pay slow it's not going to be on the the rhythm that you typically like to see and the the process so make sure that uh, you and again you may want to use uh, one just to test it out if it doesn't have its j code yet but if it if it does then that's fine but if it's still in that experimental we're still waiting for it Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. You've all heard the the spiel, I'm sure. Um, be be leery of that. No one's trying to pull any wool over your eyes, but uh, everybody's trying to be positive and optimistic about their products. Uh, beware, uh, beware that and and you and go slow. You can also get some samples. Obviously, you can't bill and collect for those, but if you want to try it out from a clinical perspective and you've done your research and you feel comfortable uh, getting into that space with that particular biologic, then um, ask your, your representatives for some samples to, to try those out and see how, how it all works. So your documentation, clinical documentation, needs to be very explicit, showing the need for it. Maybe there's some step therapy that's out there that you've had to try based on the uh, coding guidelines and reimbursement guidelines. You've got to try uh, something else prior to moving into this, uh, this modality. You'll want to understand those. And again, with all the different disciplines out there, it's almost impossible for us in this amount of time to go through each, each one and list out the matrix uh, on which ones require what. But just, uh, just be careful and pay attention to your documentation. Of course, as any good coder, and I am not one, I'm not a good coder because I'm not a coder, uh, but uh, if, if uh, you talk to any of your, your coders, they're going to tell you, obviously, if it's not documented, then it didn't happen. If it's not documented, then therefore it's very unlikely that you will get approval that there is some medical necessity for it. So pay attention on the clinical side, the documentation side, 
and then as that relates to getting your revenue cycle going, we've already gone through the initial process of the prior authorization and such. Now you've got to track that. You've got to track the those AR days. You've got to track that aging as it's sitting out there. Uh, that's a huge expense that the clock is ticking as you're moving and trying to maximize that uh, that timely pay and early pay discount that if, you've, if you're given 90 days, you want to pay it before the 90 days and take advantage of that 1% or 2%, whatever it might be. And then uh, in the meantime, you've also got to ensure that your payment on that particular patient uh, coming back from the, re- from the payer is not dragging out so that you've you've paid too too quick and you haven't got the reimbursement in uh, like you need to sort of help cover that that uh, initial cost uh, you'll hear a lot about rebates oh well you know if you order so many within a quarter and it's typically a quarterly uh, threshold you'll hear about uh, rebates on volume and that's a it's a loyalty business obviously um, you're you're going to be thinking about oh if I've got how many more do I need to get in order to get this particular rebate and the rebate is an additional percentage typically on everything that you've purchased during that particular quarter and there may be there may be certain thresholds you've got to hit 50, or you've got to hit a thousand, or you've got to hit 500, whatever that uh, that particular uh, drug is, and whatever the um, manufacturer and the and the uh, the distributor allows for you to to uh, take advantage of that, it's going to be it it will vary based on the product. So the rebates then you finish a quarter. The rebates may come later the next quarter after all the reconciliation and counting and such comes about. So again, you as the practice, yeah, you may be in, have been reimbursed, but what happens if that reimbursement is not as much or it doesn't cover the full cost of the drug that you've already paid for? You've you've outlaid that cash you've paid that invoice you've gotten uh, you've taken advantage of the early pay discount you've gotten your money back from the payer but it's still not enough to cover the cost that you paid for the drug and you say well why would I even want to get into a business like that and that's because of the rebate program the rebate program if you hit all the thresholds and that's a big if uh, you get that uh, rebate check a quarter later, so you're waiting three months to get that check. It comes in, and you can essentially on your books look to see that it offsets that that loss that you may be taking. Now that has happened on every uh, one of the uh, biologics. It's it happens on some. Uh, there, but it's one of those that you want to pay attention to. And, you know, Russ, I, I think part of what we try to do, as we say, we try to enhance the business of medicine. We try to maximize revenue. And uh, we also want to just give good, solid, practical guidance to those practice managers out there and the physicians and everybody that's just struggling to, to keep going 
and provide good quality care. Uh, these are just things to think about as we, you know, as we um, provide good guidance and, and, and assistance to, to the, our, our friends out there in the field. So, again, the rebate can help you get to a profitable situation with your biologics, but just keep in mind the time value of money to the point where you got where you get that rebate. So um, it's 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 something to, to line out, draw out on a piece of paper, and kind of look at your dates and um, uh, and think through that. Now, let me kind of chase a little bit of a rabbit with us here, and that is you'll hear. As, and you start to look at many of the um, the cost of these drugs and, and what it's costing you, well, let me put it on my credit card, and I'll pay it with my credit card, and I'll either, I've got a cash back credit card or I've got a, you know, significant point uh, uh, advantage with my, uh, with my credit card. I get frequent flyer points. I can get uh, gift cards, whatever it might be, that's all great. It's all you. It's perfectly fine. You can talk to your accountant on how that works. But um, and on full disclosure, I'm not a I'm not a uh, CPC coder, nor am I a CPA. But uh, I, I do uh, have experience in this this uh, management field. That's for sure, and seeing the the ups and the downs of it. But on the credit card piece. All that timing that I just talked about goes out the door. Now you are at the mercy of your credit card statement. Yeah, you can still get the early pay discount, but if you're trying to wait to, say, the 88th day to pay on a 90-day term and you use your credit card to pay uh, that invoice, now you've just moved 88 days up to your 30 to essentially 35, 40 days on a credit card, credit card billing cycle. So whatever you pay the, the uh, distributor's invoice for the biologic, whatever you pay that, when you use a credit card, just know that you've just um, accelerated your time structure and your time frame. So um, uh, you, and you say, well, I, and, and you want to pay that in full on your credit card, because it serves you no purpose really to carry the interest on the credit card while trying to maximize a, uh, a timely payment discount. All right, um, a couple things that you'll also want to uh, keep in mind is that you do get the respective, and we're, again, we're not going to get into all of the all of the uh, CPT codes, but you'll want to make sure that as you bill. Uh, for these, you also include the proper administrative uh, administration code for the injection fee, and you'll need to work with your coders uh, to make sure that that you're that you're using the the right one. Uh, don't get too aggressive with that. That's word to the wise. Just because uh, it's out there doesn't mean it's the exact right one. You may want to be a little more conservative and pay attention to which one uh, which one of those administration codes actually. Um, fits the, the the type of drug and the type of type of modality. 
Again, as, as some other practical thoughts as a practice manager that you'll want to consider. <clears throat> spoilage is a big issue, mainly because of these temperatures and storage temperatures at which these drugs need to be kept. Uh, just think about, you know, if you're not, if you don't have anyone there on a Friday, you don't want to order Thursday for a Friday delivery because it's going to be warm uh, immediately. Um, it does come, you know, these will come if they are required for, for refrigeration, it's going to come all packaged and such, but it can't withstand a weekend, especially here in Alabama, uh, uh, in, in a thermal cooler and such, it's not going to be uh, what it needs to be from a temperature standpoint on Monday. And then you think through all of the patient scheduling and, yeah, the, the manufacturer will probably replace that but you've got patients that are showing up you've got to reschedule that and in waiting for those um, those uh, deliveries to to be replaced and talking to the distributor and getting it all done the other part of it is uh, again space you got to have the right th uh, refrigerators you don't want to use your refrigerator in the in the break room that's that's a big no-no uh, a lot of times you're gonna you want, might want to look into a. Um, uh, you mean you can't put it in there just with the pasta salad? No, no, you uh, probably don't want to stack it up there with the with the snackables and Jello and whatever else that's in there. Probably not a good thing. Right. Uh, especially if you think about too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fine. I keep it in there. Are there practices that have what actually done that? that oh, absolutely. Saying? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure there's everybody could raise their hands. Um, I won't talk about the pickled eggs that I saw in the a jar of those in the in the lab one day. There for refrigerator. Think is that for an experiment? No, it's lunch. It's lunch. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, but again, uh, dedicate a freezer or a refrigerator uh, for your clinical I mean that's just good common practice but you may want to consider now with the Bluetooth the Wi-Fi the uh, apps and such there are app type uh, thermometers that you can get those and those on your phone and let you know if, if the power's gone out something's crashing uh, you can pay attention to that and go and, and come up with your alternative cooling source uh, maybe it's at night or over the weekend. <clears throat> uh, make sure that your insurance will cover this spoilage, that you've got the right limits. You may want to double check your deductible. Always a good opportunity to have your insurance agent come in each year. We, we, we really stress that. But as it relates to this context, sit down with, I'm getting ready to move into this new space. I'm gonna have some very expensive items in clinic in my building what do I need to do from a coverage standpoint what is that going to make mean for me from a um, from a uh, deductible you know five thousand dollar deductible that's two injections right there cost so maybe it's worth it and you want to look at those um, those coverages with your insurance agent each time you you move into some of these uh, these spaces as it relates to biologics and then lastly again just uh, pay attention to the ordering and the time that um, it takes for you to um, get all of that in 
your patient schedules and such and uh, you'll if you you got to watch all those little details if it turns out to be a really nice uh, clinical service for your patients it's a good revenue producer for you if it's making two hundred dollars profit per shot you have a thousand of them a year yeah i mean that's uh that's six figures uh, in you know as far as profits concerned so uh and that's just on the drug cost so think about it that way be smart be wise be ethical in everything that you do which we know you're, you're going to but um we're here to help you we're here to help you think through this we want you to be successful we enhance the business of medicine we try to help you maximize your revenue and we hope that uh, this has been helpful for you and if you have any uh, questions you'll have our contact information on the screen until next time in our next episode of revenue radio we are uh, glad that you're a part of us and we hope that you uh, are well and stay well and uh, we'll have a great uh, piece of information for you on our next episode thank you and uh, i'm jeff dance with kasuf healthcare solutions thank you for tuning in to the kasuf podcast network Resources for today's episode are linked in the episode notes. Thank you to our producer, Russ Dorsey, and for Kasuf for powering this podcast. Be sure to stay up to date on new episodes and more information about today's episode by following at Kasufco. Until next time, thanks for tuning in.